The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by PPG, the official paint of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Scoop Podcast, presented by PPG. On today's show, myself, Sam Kassan, and Michelle Cricciola were joined by Penguins rookie Sam Lafferty. Lafferty has an interesting story. He grew up in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, which is close to State College. He was a Penguins fan in his youth and had a dream come true when the Penguins drafted him in the fourth round of the 2014 NHL Draft. Lafferty made his Penguins and NHL debut this season when Pittsburgh hosted Winnipeg on October 8th. Two games later, he scored his first career NHL goal at Minnesota to seal a Penguins victory. On the show, we covered everything from his memories of the Civic Arena, living life as an NHL rookie, and his latest binge-watching television programs, plus much, much more. So let's get right to it. Here is Penguins rookie, Sam Lafferty. All right, Sam, first of all, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we definitely wanted to ask you about what it was like growing up a Penguins fan. You're from Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, and I know this is something you've been asked before, but for people that don't know, where is Hollidaysburg in relation to Pittsburgh? So it's about two-hour drive. It's towards uh, Penn State, if you know where that is. Um, so just a little bit east, about 100 miles directly east of Pittsburgh. So it's pretty, pretty close to Wilkes-Barre, too, right? Yeah, it's kind of like right in between here and Wilkes-Barre. So when we played the uh, game at Penn State, it was kind of like a homecoming for you. Yeah, it was. It was, um, you know, I grew up like 30 minutes from Penn State, and I was a huge Penn State fan and everything. So um, I uh, I didn't end up going there to, for school, but um, it was really cool and uh, definitely felt like a home game. Did you have an entire section or entire row for your uh, family? Yeah, there were tons of people there. Um, my uh, Actually, at one point, I didn't even realize it, but I looked behind the bench and my grandma was, was sitting there. <laughs> So there were there were tons of people that came out. Was she banging on the glass, and, uh, <laughs> holding up a sign. <laughs> no sign, but no sign. yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm sure, she was getting rowdy though. It was like the first time I've seen her at a game, and that's since I was a kid. So it was it was pretty funny. Oh, that'd be special. Yeah. Yeah. So did you go to like Penn State football games and everything growing up? Yeah, I did. We had season tickets to those, so I went to quite a few. And um, yeah, I was definitely a huge fan. Are you still a fan now? Or are you more into Brown University Athletics, having uh, gone there? Or like, where well, are your loyalties, Sam? Yeah, their football <laughs> program's not great, so I think. Uh, oh, he, he goes with the winning program. I see how it is. No, it's no just loyalty. Ho- hometown. Come on. <laughs> okay, that's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah, if I had to pick, yeah, they're still probably my favorite school. Yeah, are there a lot of college football rivalries, or, or just college rivalries, in the locker room with a lot of you guys having gone to different schools? Um. Yeah, I think there's there's a little bit here and there. Like if um if there's a game coming up that weekend and two guys schools are playing they might uh might make a little bet like something like that but um yeah some guys like to think their schools are a little bit better than they they really are so Sam did you go to any like Wilkes-Barre games growing up or I mean I know you went to a lot of Penguins games which is something we'll also get into more later but uh, was that something you ever did with your family? Uh, no I never went to any Wilkes-Barre games but um like when I would drive up to New England for high school or for college we'd always drive right past the arena so yeah, I always knew where it was. Awesome. You didn't know at the time, one day I'm going to be playing in that building? Uh, <laughs> no. No, I definitely didn't know. The that. Mohegan Sun. Is it Mohegan Sun? Yeah. yeah. Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, just drove past it. Never uh, never thought I'd be playing there someday. Well, Sam, how did you first get started playing hockey? So I got started um, like early 2000s, right around the time uh, the Penguins had a pretty good run there in the playoffs, and uh, just lucky enough for me a local ice rink was being built so uh my mom took my brother and i over to public skate and uh just started from there was that the run when they went to the conference final 
Yeah, conference final. Against New Jersey. I think he lost to New Jersey. Yeah, I think they beat Buffalo. Yeah, that was the infamous Casparitis overtime goal in game seven. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's my like, my earliest memory of, of hockey. What is your earliest games that you recall? Um, I remember uh, I was at the first game Yager played against Pittsburgh when he was with Washington. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, the fans were actually pretty ruthless to him. <laughs> so I, I was, like, really young, and I remember my dad having to, like... Explain it to you. Yeah, cover my ears a few times. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to those baby ears things that they put on the uh, the headsets for the, the yeah. infants they bring to games? <laughs> like, just watch the game. Don't listen. Yeah, probably should have, but, yeah, <laughs> definitely learned a few things at that one. Penguins fans are very, uh, very loyal and passionate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what were your favorite Penguins players growing up? Um, started out Mario and um, Martin Straka. Um, those two definitely stick out. And Kovalev. Um, and then I just remember going to a lot of uh, games at the, the old Igloo at Mellon Arena. I probably went to a lot more games there than I did at the, the new one here. It had a special special feel to it, too, didn't it? Yeah. Remember those games? It was just... The crowd was different. Everyone's on top of you. The noise level echoed. It was, it was such a cool, cool venue. Obviously, it was not state of the art, and <laughs> it had its flaws, obviously. But it was, it was kind of such a, such a cool experience and environment for you. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. Like the, some of those whiteouts in the playoffs and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it was crazy. That building was, was uh, fun to watch a game in. Yeah, that one could get really rocking. Yeah. Did you go to games whenever uh, Crosby came around? Malkin, Stall. Flurry. Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember going to some of those. I was probably like like ten or eleven when those guys first came into the league. So um, I went to quite a few of those games actually. So would you just go to games when you were in town already for your own games, or would you make the like a special drive to come into town for them? Uh both. Yeah, sometimes yeah. we'd just be here like staying in hotels, playing all over Pittsburgh, and we'd come to a game on Saturday or something like that. And sometimes like a weekday, we'd drive over for a game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because you played for the Altoona Trackers, correct, growing up? Yep. So that, I mean, did you guys have to travel all over Pittsburgh for your games? Yeah, pretty much. Pittsburgh was, like, where all the teams were. So every other weekend, it seemed like we were over here, like, <laughs> South Point, uh, North Hills, um, you know, up in Cranberry, uh, pretty much all over. Yeah, what ring did you play at in Cranberry? Because obviously the new facility was just built a few years ago. Yeah, it was uh, in Warrendale. It's okay. like Blade Runners, I think it was. Yeah, oh, I was actually just there with some of the girls from uh, Team USA that did, uh, uh, like, dropped in on a practice there. Yeah. Oh, Sam Lafferty nice. played on the same ice. <laughs> Do they know that? Do they know how lucky they are? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just how have you seen it grow in those years since? I mean, uh, I feel like hockey's just come so far in this region. Yeah, definitely. I think it would have been awesome if the practice rink was around when I was uh, coming up, but it's uh, it's cool to see that. And, um, yeah, it just seems like continues to grow. Even in my hometown, there's, you know, it's so many kids now that, and I think it's mostly because of the Penguins. They're just, uh, you know, they create so much interest in the sport. Well, you were around in uh, 2005 when the Penguins won the lottery and got Sidney Crosby. I feel like it's a, a Penguins fan. You always remember where you were in that moment. Do you remember where you were when they won the lottery? <laughs> yeah, I do. I was actually uh, on my way to a Little League baseball game. And uh, I was in the car with my dad and my brother. And we were driving and found out. And um, at that time, I remember it was a big deal because they were thinking about possibly moving the team. And so it, I think that really saved hockey in the area what was your reaction when you realized that the penguins were going to be getting Sidney crosby 
I think I was just excited. I, I didn't know too much about him. I just, like, had heard how good he was. So um, as a fan, I was just pretty pumped for that. So do you remember watching his debut or anything like that from his rookie season? Uh, yeah, I remember watching um, uh, a few, you know, a few plays. Obviously, you see all the highlights stick out. But, um, yeah, I was, uh, I think everyone was watching, was really excited when he started. Yeah, because I remember you told me, like, when he was first drafted, you were, I think, what, 10 years old? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you said from that on he was your favorite player and that you would see him do stuff on the ice and then go to your practice and try to replicate it. I mean, <laughs> what like what would you see him do that you're like, all right, I got to see if I can make this happen? Uh, like that one shootout goal he scored with the backhand pop the water bottle. I think that was the next day I remember being at stick time and literally everyone yeah. was out there trying to pull that move <laughs> off. <laughs> was that the one that, against Montreal? Against Montreal, yeah. yeah. So were you able to pull it off? Uh, probably not. Not <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, Sam, always say yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Even better than he did. <laughs> so you actually got to take your first ever shift with him. I mean, when coach, like, how does that work? Does coach just, like, tell you, uh, like, go over the boards, you know, 87, 37, and whoever? Like, uh, Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He just calls out the three forwards and um, – I, I don't even think I realized at the time, but, uh, like, watching the game after, is, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, that has to be so surreal, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think at the time, like, first shift, I was just so, you know, like, kind of, uh, it's just so overwhelming, right? And you're so, so excited and everything that you don't maybe pick up on all the little things that are going on. But um, that's definitely, uh, you know, a cool story I can tell. Yeah. When you, when you came over the boards, you're like, hey, I was on my, my way to a Little League game. <laughs> yeah. won the lottery, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like everyone we talk to on the Penguins has a story of what it's like the first time they met Sid and just how welcoming he is with them. I mean, for you, what was your first story of getting to meet him? It probably wasn't even, obviously, you know, when you got to the locker room, I'm sure it had to have been at maybe a training camp or whatever. Just, like, what did he do in your experience to, to make you feel part of the team? Yeah, I uh, had seen him a few times, like at development camp. I think he was there the one time, um, just just kind of introducing himself to some of the guys, and then at training camp last year and this year. But uh, when I got called up and was part of the team, like um, you know, he just made it so easy on me. Like would go out of his way to talk to me, and um, you know, just makes you feel right at home. So uh, I think you know when your captain's doing that, it's you know it just makes it so much easier on you as a new guy. What about going to Brown to back up a little bit? I know we talked about you growing up as a Penguins fan. What was it made you go to Brown for uh, college? Uh, I always uh, I always wanted to go to a good school academically, and um, it just ha so happened I it was a good fit for me with the hockey program. And uh, when I went for a visit, I just loved the place. So, um, you know, I loved my four years there. Yeah, what was it like trying to balance academics and athletics at an Ivy League school? Um, it it was pretty manageable, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there was plenty of time, and um, we definitely helped each other out because uh, we're all in similar classes and stuff, so we'd study together, and uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. What was your major? Uh, business econ. What made you choose that? Uh, you it, gonna, it was you a, be a Wall Street guy, or no? <laughs> definitely not that. Start your own uh, franchise. Uh, it was it was pretty standard. A lot of the players did that one, and it seemed kind of interesting, so yeah. that's what I went with. What'd you learn? 
<laughs> Summarize four years of college and Ivy League school in seven seconds. Uh, I'm at a loss. <laughs> um, one of the cool things was actually there were no required classes outside of your major. So um was able to take, you know, just oh, so you'd what, have to take like earth sciences or no, just whatever whatever you wanted to take. So yeah, I know some uh, programs have like you can take yoga for a class or exercise physiology and stuff like that. Yeah. Man, I wish I'd have taken yoga. <laughs> yeah. Imagine go, showing up for yoga for a class. So I think some schools even have like walking as a class. <laughs> or like uh, ping pong. How do you fail that? I know. You right? guys, I'm not going to lie. I went to Michigan State and we did offer all of those classes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take any though. I want you guys to know I used my time wisely. <laughs> walking major over here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Sam, I know you actually, so at the end of your senior year, you signed an ATO with Wilkes, went there trying to finish your degree, actually broke your jaw. I mean, just how much of a whirlwind was that whole, um, you know, the end of your college career transitioning into the start of your professional career? Uh, that was a great, great experience for me. My first taste of pro hockey and, uh, yeah, you kind of hit on it, but a lot of, a lot of things went down when I was there. <laughs> Um, but it was, I think it was just so good for me to, to go down there and meet all the players and just get a feel for what pro hockey was like. How'd you break your jaw? Uh, slap shot, uh, hit me right in the face. Ooh. You hate to see that. Yeah. I, actually, net, I, really do. I was in front of the net in the offensive zone and I got cross-checked from behind as the, as, you're falling. as our D was winding up. Yeah. So I was falling. Oh, friendly fire. That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. That's tough. But that obviously was one step closer to achieving your dream of playing in the NHL. But the first step was getting drafted by the Penguins. Just where were you that day when you learned that you had been selected by your hometown Penguins? So I was, the draft was in Philadelphia, but I actually was just home in Hollidaysburg. And we were just following it along on our phones. And then um, I went down to my dad's house because he had the NHL network and we were going to watch it on there. And as soon as I got there, um, I, I got a phone call and, and found out. <laughs> oh, so wasted the whole trip down there. <laughs> yeah. It was only like five minutes. But, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, well, yeah. so who was uh, the first person you heard from, uh, from the team? It was, uh, first person was, I think, Jason Bottrell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was the first one, and then my agent called me right after, and then, um, and then I called my stepdad right away, and, yeah. um, yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. Yeah, I was gonna say, what were the emotions? I mean, I can't even imagine just what that was like for you, but. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just probably one of the craziest days of my life, honestly. It was, uh. It was kind of uh, a little bit high. I was drafted a little higher than, than I initially expected, so there was that kind of surprise element. But then also for it to be Pittsburgh that took me, like, uh, just made it that much crazier. Do you have an idea the Penguins were looking at you? I mean, had you done the pre-screenings? Yeah, and... yeah I had met with that. They were one of the teams I met with, and uh, I knew they were pretty interested, but I guess you never – you hear so many different things leading up to the draft, don't really know what to expect, so – it was uh, it was crazy that it actually happened. Yeah, I was gonna say because like growing up, like when you were playing, you know, like street hockey, race hockey with your brother and your buddies. I mean, did you guys always pretend like you were the Penguins and you know just like things like that? Did it? I feel like it just had to have been something you've always dreamed about. Probably never thought it would actually happen. Yeah, I think definitely something you dream about, and uh, I mean, yeah, just because as a kid you watch the Penguin, like being around here, you watch the team all the time, and 
so uh they're kind of who you look up to and stuff so um yeah they're they're always the good guys and like if we're <laughs> you're playing a game like the flyers are always the bad guys <laughs> that is the f- first thing i learned when i moved here from michigan was i always thought that the red wings and the penguins were rivals just because it was right after the back-to-back stanley cup finals no. and then i realized nope <laughs> not no. even close not even top five <laughs> You can look at the Capitals and the Islanders and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, but yeah. the Flyers, man, yeah, that is definitely an incredible all-time great rivalry. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. So what was it like for you the first time? Like, when was your first development camp after you got drafted? It was 2014. Okay. Yeah. So what was that like? I feel like that's the first time you actually put on the Penguins jersey in an official capacity. I mean, how how weird was that to do? Yeah, it was, and it was here at the arena. And um, yeah, the the last ga- day of the camp, there was a big scrimmage, and it was open to the public, so it was it was a pretty uh, packed stadium, and uh, so that was sweet. And then I remember a lot of the guys who are actually on the team now were at that camp, but really? much younger, obviously. Like yeah. I, uh, Matt Murray was there, Ryan Ross, Connor Sherry. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of yeah. guys that, um, you know, in the next coming years would become huge players for the Penguins. Yeah, what was it like for you watching those guys turn into two-time Stanley Cup champions? I uh, that was uh that was crazy. I think um, it it was cool too because it kind of showed showed me like wow these these guys came up through Wilkes-Barre they 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 kind of took the long road but now they're in the NHL and they just won the cup. So yeah, it was it, it kind of eye-opening. What was it like trying to balance? I mean, keeping up with the Penguins and watching them maybe as a fan, but also as a member of the organization too. Yeah, I think it over time it kind of kind of transitioned to more of as a member of the organization, uh, especially in recent years. Um, but um, you know, obviously, really cool for me to for it to be my favorite team. Yeah. Well, so who who told you when you uh, got the call up? How did you learn that you were getting your first call up to Pittsburgh? It was uh, at the start of this year, and our coach, Felucci in Wilkes-Barre, called me. It was right after practice one day and, and told me I was I was going up. and Just pulled you into his office and said, hey, Pittsburgh's bringing you up. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do from there? Take us through <laughs> the rest of the day. Um, pretty much just uh, left the rink, made made a few calls to um, to my family, and uh, fortunately, they were able to make it to the game, which was the next night against Winnipeg, and uh, immediately went back to my apartment, packed some stuff, and hit the road <laughs> and drove straight here. Actually, Sam, because your family recently moved to Montana, right? So it's not like they were coming from Holidaysburg. Like, they had to get here from a, a state that I don't know if there's a lot of flights to and from. In our the town we live in, there's a, an airport, so that makes it a little bit easier, but it's you've got to connect, like, through Chicago or Minneapolis or something like that to get to Pittsburgh, so... Uh, yeah, it's not the easiest, but even with short notice, they were able to make it happen, and uh, the team was good helping out with that too. How many friends and family would you say that you had in the stands for the game? Uh, I think you asked me that before. It's hard <laughs> to say exactly, but uh, I don't know. Like, I'd say over 100. Yeah. Yeah. 200? 300? Um, 400? Maybe a few, <laughs> few thousand. 1,000? 5,000? Was, that was the, the entire 18,000 yeah. standing room only? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was that about the amount of phone calls and texts that you had on your phone too? Once you, once it was announced that you had gotten the call up. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, pretty overwhelming. Uh, so many, but uh, you know, great that everyone reached out and 
Um, it's just a little overwhelming with that many notifications <laughs> on your phone. Yeah, I feel like we did talk about this because you're a guy that has to make sure that that red alert is gone, right? Yeah, it definitely it kind of bothers me if it's there. So OCD? <laughs> slightly? Just slightly. Yeah, I'm the same way. I can't have any notifications about anything. Have to clear them all out. Yeah. So when did you finally get into Pittsburgh that that night? Uh, probably around 8 o'clock. Okay. So, yeah, not too late. And, uh, yeah. Did you drive yourself or did you have a service? I drove myself. So what was that like that, I want to say, what is it, five hours yeah, from Wilkes to half, Pittsburgh? Yeah. yeah. So what was going through your mind on that drive? Um, I pretty much was just on the phone the whole ride. So just, just called everyone I could think of. And, um, yeah, so that made the trip go by pretty quick. And when you had a few spare minutes, you definitely listened to the Scoop podcast too. Yep. <laughs> Blasted some white snake, Def- screaming out the window. De- definitely <laughs> listened to it. Tore down the highway. <laughs> so what was that day like when you got here for morning skate and we're going through and starting that process? Um, it was just, uh, there's just so much excitement and it, it, like, I don't know, you feel like you're floating. So it's, it, you know, you just have to get out there and you know, you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of energy and just go play the game. So, um, morning skate was really fun and, um, yeah. And then on the bench before your first shift, it's just, you're just so excited and just so many emotions that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just go out there and try to play. Well, so it was Mike Lang tribute night that evening. Is he someone that you always love listening to while you were growing up? Absolutely. Um, when I think of the Penguins, his voice, like, you know, watching growing up, it's, it's like synonymous with the Penguins. And so that was, that was pretty special actually. And I really enjoy all his sayings and and different things. He's a fun guy to listen to. And you guys have your own saying. I was going to say, what's your favorite saying? <laughs> uh, I think slap me silly Sydney. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. It's not buy Sam a drink and get his dog one too? That's a, It's still a good one. <laughs> yeah. Slap me silly is pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone else in the Pittsburgh media that you always liked and followed while you were growing up? Uh, one guy I knew pretty well was Bob Airy because he he was the coach of a team in Pittsburgh that we used to play against quite a bit and we played against his team in the state championship games a couple years in a row. No way. Yeah, so uh he I got to know him and and he knew my dad pretty well cuz my dad was my coach. So um yeah, definitely him. So whose team won? Uh we won both. <laughs> you can you can say it loud, say it proud. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My team, the Mustangs, ended up winning both those games. Yeah, the Mid-State Mustangs, right? Yep. So what kind of team was that? I know that your stepdad was when they actually started that program, right? Yes, he did. He started that program when I was about 10 years old, and it ended up growing uh, to the point where we won, uh, I think, six state championships in a row and a couple national championships. Wow. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun playing for them. Yeah, what did that do for your development growing up and, and being able to experience those games like where you have to, I mean, I feel like they talk about this all the time is you have to know how to win at almost every level, whether it's in Wilkes-Barre, whether it's here, whether it's, you know, I know Brian Dumoulin, someone that's won at every level growing up playing. Just how much did that help you playing in those games? Uh, definitely a ton. I think, um, you know, whether whatever level you're at, you feel like that's the most important thing. You feel like that's the Stanley Cup, I think, so um yeah it was huge it it was everything when I was growing up and um yeah it's fun to look back on now you had a pretty sick goal against uh St. Louis the other the other night which one was prettier your first goal or the one against St. Louis uh 
Probably the one against St. Louis. Jack Johnson behind the net for Ruedel. Feeds it left wing for Joe Blandisi. Passes ahead for Lafferty. One-on-one with Pouliot. Cuts behind him. Lafferty in alone on the forehand. Shoots and scores! Sam Lafferty, a beauty, dances in alone and has the finish to boot. We're tied at one. I did feel bad in the room afterward because it was like a tough loss, but it was such a sick goal. So, of course, I wanted to ask Sam about it, but I was like, hey, buddy, like, <laughs> I know you probably don't want to talk about this right now, but that was a really sick goal. He's like, yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I really don't want to <laughs> It's really not easy to talk about, but it, it was, I mean, a tremendous goal. So how about you take, it through, take us through it now? Um, I think it was just, uh, just a really good breakout. The puck came around the wall, so I was able to keep my speed up, and um, Joe Blend, uh, Blendeasy made a really nice pass, and um, I had a ton of speed when I got it, so I just tried to keep skating there. And um, Fortunately, I uh, was able to make a move. There's the kid right there. And I think his hair was on fire. <laughs> Holy moly, burners to go. Sam Lafferty shaking, baking, magic making. See you later, Derek Pouliot. Put 50 cents in the toll. What a move by Lafferty around Pouliot. And then how about the move on Bennington where he sells shot, right-hand shot, gets Bennington to bite, and the patience of Job to carry it around the left toe of Bennington. We're tied at one. How come you can do the Sidney Crosby backhand water bottle shot? I told you I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know this part of the repertoire. Don't, don't fool me. I know one day you're going to break it out. Who knows? Maybe. That'd be nice. When you are going in and move like that, do you kind of have in your mind what you want to do, or is it really just read and react and, and split-second decision-making? Yeah, I think uh, in that situation, it's kind of just read and react. If it was a penalty shot, it might be a little bit different. But um, I, I was carrying a little bit of speed, so I uh, wasn't really able to cut back the other way, so I just kept kept going the same direction. So what is the feeling like, Sam, to score an NHL goal? Uh, it was kind of... Uh, Afterwards, uh, it's just kind of like, wow, I think you kind of don't even know how it happened or, or anything like that. It's just kind of like, wow. Battle of 19s, Cunning and McCann. Face-off control by the Penguins. Lafferty looking for the empty net. He scores! Sam Lafferty's first NHL goal seals this one in St. Paul. 7-4 Penguins. Congratulations and welcome to the Pigs, Sam Lafferty. Like, what is it like navigating and adjusting to the NHL as a rookie? Um, I think it's uh, it's definitely a, it's challenging, but I think this team makes it really easy. Um, you know, the older guys, the veterans, such such a good example, and they make you feel part of the team. So um, it's, uh, you know, it's got its challenges. Every player is so good, so um, it's hard that way, but at the same time, you're playing with such good players too, so it makes it that much easier. They tell you where to go on the plane, where to sit, where to go on the bus, like how was it for that as a rookie navigating? I think that's always the hardest part of the, the rookies coming up. Yeah, we pretty much have the routine down at this point. Um, me and Johnny Marino pretty much are <laughs> just just go to the front or wherever we are and, and, and sit. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot easier here, though, than it is in Wilkes-Barre. We don't have to, like, clean, clean the bus or anything like that at the end of the road trips. Wow, you have to do that? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Really? What, what other duties are yeah. there for the rookies in <laughs> no, the Now Perry? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much just that. That's definitely the worst one by far. And then you have to uh, load up the, the cooler with waters before the trip. So those those two. Paying your dues.
Yeah. You, it's what you got to do in the exactly. minor leagues, right? That's what you do. Well, it's funny. I remember talking to Matt Murray about his first call-up, and he said, you know, not only was it, you know, just overwhelming and incredible in the sense you're going to play your first game, but also just the difference between the AHL and NHL in terms of, you know, where you're staying and how you're traveling is amazing. And I'm sure you probably had that same feeling when you went on your first road trip. Yeah, it's it's a little different. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, both fun, but it's definitely eye-opening. When Once you get here, you realize it, it is pretty different. So are you and John Marino roommates on the road, too? Yeah, we are. We're the only two guys, I think, on the team that have roommates. <laughs> so we're, 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 stuck, we're stuck with each other. <laughs> yeah, what has it been like, though, having him to experience all of this with? And, you know, I'm, I remember Jake Gensel when he came up his first year. I think he was alone for the most part. Um, you know, the previous year, you know, the Matt Murray, Brian Ross, Connor Sherry, those guys that we talked about all had each other to go through it with. Um, so how, how nice has it been to have Johnny? It's been great. He, um, you know, we played our first game together. And um, so and ever since the start of rookie camp and then training camp, we've kind of been going through it. So um, he's he's obviously been doing great. And uh, it's great to see. And um, he lives pretty close to Cranberry where I'm staying too. So we, you know, we drive back and forth to the arena together and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. Just a couple of Ivy league guys hanging out. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> it's a couple of eggheads. <laughs> yeah, so what else have you been doing in your spare time, Sam? Because you obviously, I know a lot of guys that maybe didn't finish school, like take classes and that. I mean, I mean, it's gotta be such an adjustment to, uh, you know, you're today you were done with practice at two o'clock. So it's like, what do you what do you do with the rest of your day? Yeah. Um, well, I kind of got to adjust to it last year, and in Wilkesbury yeah. is kind of like that. But um, there, it's it's more so. Not as many guys have families and stuff, so there's right. more guys to hang out with during the day. Um, but here, it's uh, just kind of find stuff to do. Like we went to a movie the other night. Yeah. Um, By yourself. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Just assume. <laughs> I feel like I just assume it's with John. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Tanev lives up there by us too, so he came with us and uh, Blend Easy. So, what did you guys see? Uh, Knives Out. Wait, is that the murder mystery? Yeah, it is. How was it? Uh, really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Tell us the ending right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoil it for all the listeners. <laughs> Uh, Sam, have you been uh, reading any Greek mythology in your spare time? Uh, no, no, that <laughs> seems like ages ago, honestly. Um, but that was—I uh, assume you listened to the the Wilkesbury podcast. I did with yeah. Nick Hart. Did awesome your, guy. Did your research? Yeah. I'm, I'm like some of us here. <laughs> Just well, a know, true like I learned through veteran osmosis. professional. I learned through Q and A. Been watching any forensic files lately? Uh, no, no, that was a. Uh, kind of just last year in training yeah. camp with my roommate who ended up uh we ended up watching forensic files pretty much every day so um right now i actually just got into game of thrones yeah you just got into it where yeah. have you been sam i know right now you're samuel yeah <laughs> <laughs> take the mantle yeah. well i'm excited though that'll that'll eat up some hours yeah so. sam have you gotten a chance to uh have a conversation with mary lemieux yet yeah, I saw him after I think like my second game and he was he was down in the locker room and um yeah, that was that was pretty sweet and he texted me after I scored my first goal. So that was one of the probably one of the best texts I've ever gotten. Can you tell what, us what, what it the, said? Yeah, what was the text? Uh it was it was just like I know you have a screenshot, you can show it to us. <laughs> oh, I would print that out and frame it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
uh, it was just something standard, but it was signed like Mario. So. Oh man, I wish I, I want a Mario text. Great article, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I'll take anything, honestly. <laughs> hey, great podcast with Sam Lafferty, Mario. <laughs> that would good, good be good job incredible. on the research, you know, Mario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I'm striving for. Yeah. One day. Well, yeah, so, I mean, him, Sid, I mean, what has it also been like to be a teammate with Evgeny Malkin, someone that I'm, you know, I also know that you grew up watching and idolizing? Yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, you know, he's so fun to watch. He's such an exciting player, and uh, he's uh, he's a, just a fun guy to be around, too. He, he keeps the mood nice and light, and uh, he's, you know, he's a great leader for us. So I know we asked you in the survey what you would do if you weren't playing hockey, and you put Rockstar yeah so you want to be a rock star when you're young uh i just think that'd be the most fun i'm not too musically inclined but i uh i definitely would like to learn at some point you know but uh, yeah i think rock star would be good which bands were you into or influenced by um a lot of uh a lot of 80s rock and roll um like def leppard guns and roses oh, you're a hair metal guy yeah, but wait, uh, Sam, so you so nailed it when you said White Snake. Yeah, I did. Yeah, wow. Yeah, White, Snake. <laughs> White Snake's good. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go again on your own. <laughs> you know? So, would you be the guitarist, the uh, drummer? I think bassist, guitar would be pretty guitar. sweet. Yeah, lead. Oh, you want to be the singer, don't you? Um, I don't know if I have the vocals for it, but uh, I think guitar would be sweet. You just want to wear the spandex, get on stage, <laughs> jump around, the big hair, the big uh, hairspray hair. Yeah, it would be good. I was for Halloween. I was uh, Slash. Oh really? Yeah, with the top hat. Yeah, and uh, Johnny Marino was was a uh, guy from Motley Crue, the blonde hair. <laughs> I don't know. His name. I, I don't Fred know. His name. I'm not sure. I could totally see you guys doing that. He yeah. should have been Axel. That would have been a perfect combo. Yeah. Slash and Axel. Yeah. Just the Halloween story didn't have that that whole <laughs> whole crew. So. You walk around with a cigarette and a bottle of Jack Daniels then. <laughs> no. Cigarette. No, I should have. The guitar over slung over your shoulder. No, I didn't bring a guitar, but um, it was kind of a last minute, you know, went to Party City and wow. and pulled it together. <laughs> you saw the top hat and you're like, ah, inspiration. <laughs> I'll be Slash. Yeah. Um, have you ever dressed as Lafferty Daniel for Halloween? Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, so I went to a, a boarding school in Massachusetts and for Halloween, like you'd go to school and everyone would dress up that day and. Uh, like walking around the campus to different classes. So, That's awesome. Um, and then I had one of my friends to caddy for me, so he carried my <laughs> he he carried my golf background all day. Yeah. Wait. Okay. I feel like you have to do this again, and then Johnny Marino has to be happy wearing like the Bruins jersey, right? Like being a Boston kid. Yeah, I think we could. You're welcome. We could pull it off. <laughs> and Jake could be the caddy. Who? Gensi. Why him? Because. Have you not seen this costume? I know you've seen his costume that he does. He's done it a couple years where he dresses as Happy Gilmore's caddy, the one with the blonde hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he has a name. It's just Happy Gilmore's yeah. caddy. The yeah. one that he's shaking yeah, and like he, choking. He chokes out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently like one year they had the party and Brian Dumoulin just co- kept coming up behind him and shaking him from the back. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. It's settled. Next year, you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> got to take like pictures, it. too. I like it. Yeah. Right. Post it all over the social media. All right. Yeah. Well, we appreciate yeah. uh, having you on the podcast, Sam. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That concludes another episode of The Scoop Podcast presented by PPG. Once again, a final thank you to Sam Lafferty for joining us on the show. For myself, the other Sam, Sam Kassan, 
Michelle Crecciolo, and our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson. We thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.